you're fired. Like, <laughs> motherfucker. Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of... Sam and Kyle, see what's up. Thanks, buddy. So Kyle's actually sick this week. He is at his house. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see him on Zoom looking quite sick. But uh, Kyle, what's wrong with you, buddy? Uh, well, I got COVID. You've got <laughs> COVID. Oh, my God, dude. Yes. And the irony is not lost on me that the only place I've worn a mask in the past year is where I caught COVID. Is that true? Yeah. You, you did. We you went to a... Arizona. You wore a mask in Arizona, didn't you? You did raw dog the air yeah. on the airplane, though. I did. Yeah. I did raw dog that oxygen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, this is the show once a week where me and Kyle, we talk about things in the news. Uh, Kyle goes and surfs the internet, finds a few news articles, and you get my perspective as a 41-year-old business owner, and you get Kyle's perspective as a 23-year-old business owner, uh, both of which are uh, uh, somewhat invaluable. Um, it's very difficult to have a show that focuses just on business and making money when there's so much else going on in the world. So we like to uh, we like to run around the internet and find interesting shit to talk about um, because it's uh, I don't know it's uh, it's a good bit different. How do you like it, Kyle? Are you liking the show so far? It's it's pretty enjoyable, yeah. It's pretty like you're breaking up bad. I hope we can uh, we can salvage the audio here. So let's see. I've got. 1.8 gigs of video file left to upload okay so that's probably another couple minutes well i, um, hope, it, I hope it goes by quickly um, yeah so what did you find uh number number one how was your week because uh it was a pretty cool week wasn't it aside, it was a cool COVID week. aside what'd you get up to it was cool we spent the the week in arizona shooting a tax commercial dude that's gonna come out right? so that's, good that's what we spent last week yeah dude yeah. like we've been so busy lately all my time is running together yeah yeah straight up mine too um but busy is good it's the it's the problems we always wanted as a business and uh you know you hang out long enough with the small business surgeon eventually you're gonna get overwhelmed with work i mean that's just uh that's just yeah. how it works we we make work so uh i'm very proud of you guys you're all doing a great job and uh you got to fly to arizona and film a a, a tv commercial as part of your gig so uh i um, did Talk, talk about dream job. All right, what news articles do you have for us this week? What are we going to look at first? Well, first things first, uh, from NPR, we have a continuation on the Elon Musk and Twitter fiasco. Yeah. Um, it seems like Elon's getting cold feet. Well, he's, he's wanting Twitter to prove his that, that more than 95% of the total accounts on the platform are real. So the headline article says Elon Musk says doubt about spam accounts could doom Twitter deal. Do you know what I heard this morning? Um, What's that? They they confirmed that forty nine percent of uh, the followers of Joe Biden's account were bots. Um, really? 
Which makes me think. So it says here from the article, in his tweet Tuesday, Musk said that 20% of spam accounts, well, four times what Twitter claims, could be much higher. His offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Yesterday, Twitter CEO publicly refused to show proof of 5% of the bots. Now, this is interesting to me because... There's bots on every single platform. That's just part of the reality we live in. But yes. Twitter Twitter sells advertising space on what's called CPM, which is cost per thousand, as in cost per thousand views or cost per thousand eyeballs on a particular ad. And if 50% of their audience, and I'm not saying it's 50%, but let's say they're claiming that bots are over uh, five percent of total users fewer than five percent of total users um and as advertisers we kind of take that in our stride what are the implications though if i'm paying um for a thousand views and court filings later show that up to 500 of those views were fake how do you think that's going to play out well, I mean, that's on you for advertising on Twitter. No, it's not because like, tw I, no, Twitter, like, Twitter represents Twitter. Twitter itself. It does not. It it says right here how it's consistently estimated that fewer than five percent of Twitter accounts are fake. Right. So if Twitter is coming in saying to you as an advertiser, "Hey, for every thousand of these you buy, we know there's about five percent, so you're going to get about nine hundred and fifty real people looking at your shit." So if I'm paying if I'm paying ten dollars per thousand views, and I buy a hundred thousand views that particular day, like I'm only getting fifty thousand views, so I'm paying a thousand bucks and I'm getting five hundred bucks worth of shit. Well, you you multiply that out over national advertising campaigns where I think I'm getting in front of millions of eyeballs, and all of a sudden I'm getting in front of half of that, my effective ad cost just doubled. And mm -hmm. Twitter hasn't been selling me what I paid for. So there has to be space for lawsuits here. I think this is going to open up Twitter to a right royal fucking. I think they've been lying to Yes, me. but okay, but where's the proof that, they, that this has happened? There's literally no proof of it. This is Elon literally just saying, prove it. This to me feels like Elon is saying, oh, well, I got what I wanted out of me saying I was going to buy Twitter and flexing that I have the money to buy Twitter. But now that Twitter is going to have to prove that like, I'm only going to buy it if it's 5% and oh, it's 6% bots. Therefore I'm not buying it. Well, you know, but I think he has this, a... like it again, from the beginning, I thought this was a publicity stunt. And right now it feels again, like a publicity. stunt. It probably is a publicity stunt. But it raises the question about... But I don't... Look, how easy is it to control a narrative on a social media platform if 20% or 30% or 50% of the users are bots and are owned and controlled by different people? It's pretty easy. So when you're convincing the American public on critical issues... It's not actually other members of the public whose voices you're hearing. It's yes, bots. But the, again, I'm telling you, there's no proof of it, though. Right, but the burden of proof on this to prove that its users are real 
has to fall with Twitter as part of the due diligence period of the acquisition. Yeah. And now I, it I agree. They it, should have to prove it. But this isn't opening up any can of worms because this is just Twitter saying, yeah, we have people using our app and it's less than 5% of them are bots. We okay. know there's bots. We all agree that there's bots, but we mm-hmm. can get less than 5%. There's been no proof that they have more than 5% bots. This is Elon pulling out of the deal. No, no, there was there was proof come out to uh, well, it was yesterday they were talking about it, um, about fake followers and fake bots, and just ex- who was talking about it? Um, Andy Frisella, and he did link the uh, he did link the article on his uh, on his page. So I'm gonna run. If you can pull that up, so I can put that in our show notes. I'm I'm gonna type it in right now um, on andyfrisella.com, and then we'll go to the podcast. Um, because he was talking on on it. Um, let's see. It was. I think it was this one. Hold on. Mm. Yeah, they were talking about it in the in the case of um, Hillary Clinton's uh, Alpha Bank lawyer with the the Russian investigation and uh, John Durham's. Uh, probe coming to a head they're actually uh, starting to go to court and file charges on that but um no so they were referencing it in that but there's no direct link to the twitter source so i have to i'll have to dig for that a little bit um after the show and uh, try and try and find the relevant yeah. link we but, can some links on that we'll put that in the show notes but you think about how public opinion is formed off of social media sites well if yes. you've got bots commenting specific preformed sentences and you know preformed narratives, what does that do to people who may disagree with those narratives? They will go somewhere else. They shut the argument down on the platform. I think that this is the beginning of a shit show at Twitter. Um, once. Twitter investors figure out that they don't have the audience they say they have and they don't have the user base they say they have, which means they don't have the influence they say they have. Um, I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's going to be lawsuits, especially on the advertiser side, because if I'm paying for 100,000 eyeballs, I expect to receive at least 95,000 eyeballs. You know what I mean? Just... Well, I mean, that's 190,000 eyeballs. You know what I'm getting at. <laughs> I mean, actual people looking but, at my shit. I think this is. But, I, th- I think it's highway robbery by Twitter that are representing that they've got real users. I, I don't. I, I, I want to see if they do because if it's legitimately they have 97 percent of accounts are made by real people, then then we're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. More power to them. Like, I mean, and you're gonna get bots how do you regardless. Go, how do you go about? I guess vetting your information, like I don't know, like how, like how can I, if say it's fifteen again, and I'm using Twitter, like who the hell am I going to vote for for president? Mm-hmm. How the hell am I supposed to know it? The like some of these tweets are written by Russian computers, and some of these tweets aren't. I don't know. I don't think it's the Russians, pal. <laughs> I think it's right here. But at that, home. that's what the whole scandal was. Not quite. It, the whole it was just rushing computers and Twitter. How do I know that it's not bot farms and like how do you vet that? We don't. I think it is bot farms. 
I think there's a lot of bot farms out there um, doing this shit. I just, you know, it's the the problem is when you say you want to vet it, then it moves us all towards a, a one person digital ID, and I don't want that shit either. You know, I I don't want even though you know, our, our phones now unlock to our faces. I just it just makes me feel uncomfortable having that, you know, one-stop digital ID. I think it's one step closer to uh, complete imprisonment in, in the in the internet. I mean, have you seen the amount of porn they have on the internet? I have not, no. <laughs> never, never once. Never once, no. I'm unfamiliar <laughs> with that genre of entertainment. Please enlighten me. Well, you see, when a man and a woman love each other very much. And they get a video camera. <laughs> Yes. Um. Anyways. <laughs> no. Where Where were you going with that? Because, like, yeah, I think that I think that fake like, accounts are a massive problem. But I. But I it, also. I don't think. I I haven't seen evidence of mass fake accounts being used. I haven't yet so either. I, but I agree, it is a massive issue. However, it's not an issue that's come up yet. It's like the reason that you have to buy be eighteen to buy compressed air in cans. Because, like, what did like a dozen kids inhaled it and then parents lost their minds and they passed a law? I, I don't know shit about that. Like, I just think that I think that Elon moving to buy Twitter might just have been a ruse to expose the uh, the legacy internet for, for what it is. I think there's you, there's, think, you think this is all a massive. 40 chess play no 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 i think somebody at twitter irritated elon musk enough to the point where he says you know what i'm gonna fuck with you all i think that's what happened <laughs> I, I seriously i don't think it's 4d chess and, and people making moves to strategically take over the world and all that other shit um i don't think it goes that deep uh and you know conspiracy theories be damned I think somebody at Twitter pissed Elon Musk off enough to the point where he said, you know what, I'm going to fuck with some shit and I'm going to make your life a living hell and I'm going to expose you for having fake accounts and I'm going to give you all kinds of problems with the SEC, with your investors and with your advertisers. I think somebody at Twitter pissed him off and he's just doing what he can to blast them with both barrels. I don't think this is like 4D chess at all. I think this is just, <laughs> I think it's just a pissed off billionaire with nothing else to do, to be fair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, um, other than the, oh. the acquisition of, of Twitter um, being connected to Neuralink, because Tesla isn't uh, really a car company. They're, they're a data acquisition Yeah, they're, they're a data thing. You know, so this may be um, Twitter, the amount of data you could um, compile in real time on the way that human consciousness works. What better source is there than Twitter to do that? But if 20% or 30% or 50% of the users on Twitter are bots, then he's not going to get the data that he's paying for, you know, but, but like from a, from a perspective of monitoring consciousness in real time, like Twitter's never it. I've thought man. about Twitter like that. I've never yeah. thought about Twitter as a, like I've always, Twitter is the stream of consciousness of idiots, but right, I've never but thought it, of it being like, it's also the stream of consciousness of everyone of everyone and it ties into the Neuralink work that he's doing and it ties into the work that he's doing with tesla and with ai so how long after Neuralink comes out are we going to get rickrolled in, in our heads i'm not getting it mate 
I'm I'm gonna split and I'm gonna be one of those humans that like does human shit still. You've seen Demolition Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they they have sex by putting on headsets and sitting on the sofa and the old. <laughs> I'm gonna be the guy that pioneers the old ways. I'm gonna be the the nasty guy. <laughs> Got I'm, it. I'm gonna chop my own wood. I'm gonna carry my own water. I will not be plugging Neuralink into my brain. Y'all can have that. That's that's for you guys. I'm gonna fade out with the fucking old school humans and let the new humans take over because I got no. See, I feel like if it if it comes to the point where it's safe for humans and go for it, by the time I'm your age, I'm down. Thanks. Like Paul. I'll probably get it. It'll never but be safe if, for humans, though, because it'll be like, fucking, I'm... no, they'll, they'll start dropping ads in there. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, continue, subscribe. <laughs> like, fuck, I can't take this out. I gotta pay $9.95 a month for my porn now. What the fuck? It used You'll to be free. You'll have 15 second unskippable ads on your dreams. Oh my God, that would be awful. That'd be awful. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Like, uh, you know, pl- plugging into Neuralink to learn the guitar and <laughs> you've got to listen to Stairway to Heaven before you can play <laughs> any, any Van Halen. It would be terrible. Like, don't fucking Neuralink yourselves, man. Like, we, we're giving up control of shit enough as it is. Why you plug your fucking brain into that? It's over. It's over. Like, you're literally assimilated into the Borg. And if that's what you want, by all means, go plug your shit in. But, man, I... I want to sit and watch like fucking sunsets and have campfires and go fishing and like do human shit. Like, man, you you can't plug me into that shit. Like, fair enough. Um, heaven forbid I get in a in a in a terrible accident and I become a paraplegic. Sure, fuck it, let's go. Plug me in. But up until then, man, I don't want anything to do with it. I think that is, you know, we're fast approaching singularity where like consciousness is going to be able to be uploaded and stored on shit which is terrifying like could you imagine that like fucking subscribe to talk to your dead relatives and if you stop paying their subscription they just turn off the consciousness stream like fuck that man uh uh-uh. uh i mean it's just fucking like it's like a payphone just call in every year check in <sighs> like hey how you doing that's terrible that's, that's terrible. part of the life insurance package you could upload all your ex-girlfriends and see them whenever you wanted to. Exactly. You could finally live that, that that joke where it's like, what if all the people you ever had sex with were in a room? How awkward would that be? Like, oh, let's just find out. No, I'm, I'm over that. I'm over it. All right. So, yeah, Twitter with a serious bot problem. And hopefully they get to the bottom of it in the next week or two. I- I hope they don't have bots, and I hope that it's it's like, yeah, Twitter's got like 99% real people, and now that we could be like, damn, people really just are that dumb. It's not bots. <laughs> you know, I never underestimate how fucking stupid the average person is. Like, <laughs> never underestimate it. All right, what's the next article? What is the next so, article? Next, we've got some from a CNBC. Netflix is laying off around 150 employees after it's it contends with big subscriber losses. You remember they uh, they increased their prices and everybody got kind of pissy about it? Well, the problem with Netflix and the problem that Netflix is undergoing, in my opinion, is the fact that they used to be the only kid in town. Mm-hmm. And now there are so many other and, and frankly better streaming options. Like I still have Netflix, but... For the limited amount of time I do watch TV, I catch myself watching stuff on um, Amazon Prime and on Sling, um, which you know integrates with with regular TV. And yeah, I watch Netflix less and less. And you know, 
it, it seems a bit stale, to be fair. I don't know what Netflix would... I don't know what I'd do if I was in charge of Netflix, like, to make it better, but... Um, it's Truthfully, all... I don't either. I don't watch TV. Right. Like, I... I, the only TV I watch is sports. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, so, you know, like you said, they were they're not the only kid on the block anymore like that as soon as the espn streaming thing came on and i didn't need a tv subscription to mm -hmm. watch espn streaming yep. i very quickly started like i canceled my hulu live i mm -hmm. i i didn't need it anymore because i could yeah. pay the 10 bucks a month for the four months of the season that i wanted to watch and that was it exactly and i think that you know that and they do make some shit television I mean, oh yeah, Netflix went woke, and it's just weird, man. I don't want to watch a lot of the shit that they put on there. Feels a lot. Uh, feels really forced. Like I have no issues with like the main character of a show being gay or any, like anything like that. It, right. it has no issue. It doesn't need to be a character point. Exactly. exactly. It's like, hey, yeah, like this is our main character, Alice, and this is her wife, Charisse. And they're and doing it. this is their this is the funny things they get up to. But like, that would make a good show. But like the fact that she has a wife does not need to be a character point or a selling I, point of the show. And I, I feel like Netflix leaned into that for way too long. You are long. so right. Um, I loved Ozark. I thought it was a great show. But I've never finished it. I've started watching it though. Well, um, like in season one or season two, I forget. There was an FBI guy doing some investigating. And he was gay, and that's not a problem. But the other FBI guy was the one he was gay with, and the gay one was the token black guy. So it's like they're literally going down a box, going, right, we've got our main character. Do we have a gay one? No. Uh, all right, get a couple of gay ones. Yeah, it's like, do, do we have any black ones? Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Just tell the story. We, we have to have this many, this much diversity has to be fit in our show. One yeah. character got it. And it's. Right. It just feels forced. It does. It feels like, oh, we don't have any transsexual cross-dressers. Quick, write one into the script so we can include exactly. them as well. Like, I get it, man. If the storyline requires a transsexual cross-dresser, fucking put one in there. Like, by <laughs> like all if means. If part of the character's development arc is them coming to terms with who they are, then by all means, make that exactly a thing. But... If, if, it, if it's not pertinent to the story, who cares? I think Stop pushing it on. I me. think Netflix is to blame, to be honest, because like you, you do, you get to a point where you just you just roll your eyes and turn that shit off. Like, <laughs> I just don't care. Mm -hmm. um, but they're cutting. They're, they're only cutting 150 employees. I mean, to me, of, it doesn't feel like a lot. Out of 10,000, that's 11,000. That's like one and a half percent. Um, Netflix is also working to crack down on rampant password sharing, noting in addition to its 222 million paying households, there are more than 100 million additional households through account sharing. Why, oh no. <laughs> they're pro you, know, you know what's going to do it for me is, like, if they start showing fucking commercials, I'm just, like, you know, I already pay 15 bucks a month for Netflix. That That's enough. Oh, I... I yesterday i canceled mine i i if you heard of that true bill thing yeah that yeah i i finally bit the bullet downloaded the new app uh installed true bill, connected to everything and canceled my netflix uh i had 
it was um, in-flight Wi-Fi from the first time we took, we, we flew to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I had selected the wrong option when I did that. So I was still paying for that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so I canceled. So what you're saying, I should get Truebill then, yeah? Use for Netflix anymore. I, yeah, I mean, if you're comfortable attaching a third-party app to your bank accounts. Ah, uh, not really. But there's nothing and else. Then there. I, and then I would do it the manual way and just go through your, your monthly statements and just be like, oh, yeah, I don't use this anymore. Yeah, I, that that probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, so, yeah, I should do that. But Netflix, um, you probably deserve it. Um, mismanagement. I think, truthfully, they need to bring back the, the ultra-cheap option they had. That $8 mm-hmm. a month per for one screen at 720p was more than enough for – like, if you're just watching on your phone, that's all you need. Your, your right. phone, Yeah, while your phone is 1080p, like, 720 is going to look just fine on your – It's they need that budget option again, especially with the lack of content they have right now. I mean, it says it says right here, shares of the company are down nearly seventy percent since January. That just Jesus. Like, it's like get woke, go broke. That's fucking it. Like it just. I used to make fun of that statement because it was so corny and things, but it just but it, it keeps just, proving it's itself more, true. It's more constantly. and more true as this as this pandemic evolves now, and we see what an absolute bunch of lying clusterfuck it was. The the companies that came out and like supported it are just getting trashed and uh, quite honestly i love it i love it fuck them like they didn't help us when we were out here struggling so uh, let them exactly. sink let them sink and let capitalism win and netflix get your shit together guys or bye like maybe produce a show more than 3 seasons who knows all right what is the next article my friend we got to keep clipping on through these because uh, we are a little bit tight on time today Yes, sir. Up third, we have three billion in Bitcoin was sold in a last-ditch attempt to save the U.S. token stablecoin from collapse. This is from CNBC's Crypto World. I wanted to bring this one up because you and I were talking about this while we were in Arizona, I believe, and you had some some insight into it. You wanted like I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts, man. I think that so so for what we're discussing. So for the uninitiated, is, yeah, there there was a a coin called Luna, which was the at the time the fourth largest traded crypto. Is is that is that your puppy? Yes. <laughs> so Kyle's dog just made an entrance on camera. But uh, Luna, the it was the fourth largest coin in crypto. Um, if you had had two hundred and fifty million dollars worth. Uh, before it crashed after the crash it would have been worth about six cents so the ripples in the fucking crypto world are just insane and there is a coin called ust which was anchored to the dollar um and they unanchored it um they had anchored it and it was pegged to a dollar and on monday it was trading at nine cents um so I think personally that the market was manipulated by some fucking whales and they did this intentionally. Um, And if it was stocks, I think it would have been highly illegal. I'd be very surprised if there weren't um, criminal charges filed at some point in this mess. I don't fucking understand it well enough. Um, But they put up over $3 billion to try to stabilize it. 
Um, they just couldn't keep it stable. So that means that somebody with far more than $3 billion was manipulating the whole fucking thing. It wasn't like um, supply and demand. It wasn't like a bunch of little transactions. It was fucking massive ones. And it was whales that make markets that fuck this shit up. And it's just completely, I mean, it's destroyed so many people. Like, how it's fucking legal, I have absolutely no clue. I, I don't know how this can happen in, in, in our world, but in essence, some very clever, very rich men stole a shitload of money and have just destroyed a lot of trust in, in the crypto markets. Um, you know, I got a mate who posted on Facebook this morning. He says, investing in crypto is like raw dogging off a tinder. He's like, you just sometimes got to stick it in and hope for the best. And um, I kind of, I kind of get that. Um, I, I have invested in crypto. I've made money. I've lost money. I sold all my crypto about six months ago because I just got tired of the the headache of chasing it. And with all that chasing and all that in and out, I was probably up maybe two percent. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. This game is not for me. It's it's for the other guys. And were I to stay in, I'm sure some of my money would have been in Luna and it would have been all gone. So I think Tim's analogy is right. You just got to stick it in and, and hope for the best. Um, but crypto, I don't think should ever be the basis of like your investments. I think crypto should still be like the way I was taught to invest is 40, 40, 20. So 40 in stable plays, 40% in, eh, might be a bit risky, might be okay and 20% in Hail Mary's fucking shoot for the stars. And if you keep 20% of your investments in crypto, fair fair play, you know, you'll be all right. But for the guys that had 100% in, man, so many people got absolutely fucked. A lot of people I know lost well into six figures uh, when the market crashed, like well, 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 in some of them seven figures. Um, I was part of a thread where it was like, show your wounds, and people were posting their losses, and it was fucking horrific. We're talking, you know, six-figure losses in a day. And, you know, six, six figures, yeah, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends have good net worths, but even the ones that are millionaires, man, six figures is still six fucking figures. Yeah, it's still it's, a lot it's of money. six figures to anybody's bank account. Yeah, exactly, and to lose it overnight by a coordinated attack that was done deliberately in order to by people that were pissed and, they lost the game and to strip wealth it just like at what point do people realize it's not left versus right in this world it's like rich versus not rich yes it, yes it is it is generational like extreme wealth versus everybody else i'm ready to just like i'll get fucking canceled for this but i think we should just start hanging these motherfuckers if people, I mean, like, why are we bailing out banks and shit? Why aren't we hanging the people that are fucking stealing from us and robbing us blind? You know? Like, it should just seize all the assets of the people who own the banks and go back to paying back every, all the money that was lost because mm -hmm. the bank failed. Yeah, and then, then fucking beat them. Like, I and saw all some... of a sudden, like, they've got all these fancy cars that need new homes. Uh -huh. and like, I saw some pictures the other day from the 1930s and the recession yep. then of farmers that literally hogtied the sheriff and said, no, you're not repossessing this house for the bank. This is a widow's homestead. Get the fuck out of here. And they hogtied the sheriff. And I think, that's, do what, that now. I think that's what's coming. 
The fuck we could. You have 20 farmers and five sheriffs. Guess who's getting hogtied? Like... Probably, I, I, I'd choose the farmers in that scenario. But the, it's not, the, the point is, like, no, I'm not advocating violence against sheriffs. Goodness, no. I mean, they do a wonderful job. The point is... Well, when, sheriffs have homes, too. Exactly. And when a government worker comes to act on behalf of a bank over a property owner and over a widow, like, you can expect pushback. And... It, it's so strange. All the charts I look at, all the everything screams we're coming into a recession and there's going to be all this kind of shit going on. And I just, I just hope that common sense can prevail a little bit. Um, so yeah, this this makes me sick to my stomach that people have the fucking financial ability to deliberately do this shit. And I'll call out BlackRock because that's who fucking did it. You know, you were like, saying BlackRock. What was the other? other company you mentioned well like the other company wasn't involved um but oh black, they, they hadn't been involved it, from what i read it was it was a blackrock um play that did this and i lost the uh, i have it in in my one of my forums that explains it all I, I can't find the post here real quick let me scroll up see if i can find um essentially the thousand foot overview of what happened um like obviously my crypto trading chats have just been blowing up since the crash everybody's trying to figure out what to do and 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 how to position themselves and whether there's there's any assets at all um that, that can be had out of this and now they've got wrapped luna uh tokens trading for like like thousands of a penny and you know i got guys throwing a hundred bucks at it going well fuck it if it goes if it goes anywhere near back where it was they'll all be billionaires um, yeah, it's it's on sale but i'm scrolling back through uh through my chat threads and I, I can't find it in real time um maybe we can uh, maybe we can further the discussion uh next week as to what actually happened but as far as i'm aware um it was a play by blackrock um and they they forced the hand and you know blackrock and vanguard are the two companies that like literally own the fucking world um, they're the guys that bought Ancestry.com for $4.3 billion and now own all of your DNA samples as well. So uh, congratulations, oh, guys. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think at last count, they had about $150 billion in liquid that they were looking to acquire shit with, um, which is quite a large amount. And, um, That's a lot of money. They'll probably own everything in the world within the next five years unless we stop them doing it, which is going to be incredibly difficult because, you know, they're the guys that have percentage stakes in every major company in the world. They're the guys pulling the strings. They're the guys saying we need to go to war and, and give 50 fucking billion dollars to Ukraine. It doesn't go to Ukraine. It goes to the weapons manufacturers. Like none of that shit's gonna, none of it's gonna go to Ukraine. It's gonna go to Raytheon and Lockheed. Uh, yeah, we and fucking you take that money, you put it in Springfield Armory's fucking but that's, pocket, and that's, they ship. That's taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. That's our fucking money, and they're just taking it from us and literally using Ukraine to launder money, which is why Julian Assange is in jail still, it's because he came out in 2011 and said this is happening. That was a long do. time ago. Twenty fucking ten and a bit years ago. Julian Assange came out and said they are going to start a war to launder money through the Ukraine. And boom, here we are. And he's still in fucking jail. Like, they will end up shooting me, I'm sure. But you can't, you cannot get mad if I keep telling the truth. 
Like, it's part of the reason I speak this shit out loud is because people don't understand it. They don't know it. But our government, left and right, don't give a fuck about you. They are laundering money specifically through the Ukraine to make themselves richer. That's it. Like, the working class can kiss my ass. I've got the foreman's job at last. That's how it works, man. That's how it works. All right. That's it. For that the was a nice articles. little rhyme. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. You learned that back in the villages at home. I did. Yeah, yeah. I learned it from my dad actually about politics, and it's sung to the uh, the tune of the red flag. Da da da. da. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's <laughs> Very it. Very nice. That's it for news articles. What is the last segment of the show? Last one we got's a bit of a doozy. A doozy. So, uh, congressional candidate Alexandra Hunt wants you to look beyond her past. Now, I hear you ask it. Okay, so this is this is super this cool. Shut up, fool! Right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm very excited for this one. Alexandra Hunt, <laughs> so, congressional so, candidate. She doesn't look very old. Yes. Okay. She's not. She's a congressional candidate. She's at the the bottom of the row. Okay, so Alexandra Hunt is hoping to unseat establishment Democrat Rep. Dwight Evans for Pennsylvania's third congressional district during Tuesday's primary. Well-educated, has a background working in public health. She's also one of the main pillars of the progressive platform, Green New Deal, Medicare for All. She's a bit unusual working for someone running for Congress. Like, okay, so she was a stripper in college, and she had an OnlyFans account. Yes. Um, I, I don't see a problem with that. Like, okay, cool. Ten, ten years ago, age 20 years old, she fucking... Danced on stage, showed her ass and her titties. Like that, I don't know what her qualifications are to be a congressional candidate. But the amount you can change and learn and grow in 10 years. 10 years ago, I was a fucking obese alcoholic that was a terrible husband. Like, now I'm in the best shape of my life and completely sober. Like 10, 10 years ago, I was 13. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I was I was traveling across the state to play baseball. I mean, you you still haven't overcome the excessive masturbation, but you you've definitely developed a lot in the last ten how, years. That's how I keep abs on my forearms. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But like, so she's being torn apart for being a former stripper or having an OnlyFans account. I don't think that like I don't think either of those disqualify you from congressional I mean, service. No, the shit I've said and the shit I've done. Like, if I wanted to go into politics, the first thing I do is be completely transparent about it. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Kind of sucked, huh? I got better. Like, how I, how many people do you think graduate from Harvard Law? I don't know. How many people do you think are strippers? There's probably a there's probably probably a, more strippers. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like she already represents more people. I think it is a little unfair that they've put her in that situation. Um, just to to brandish her a former stripper and nothing else is is unfair. I think that somebody that had a brief career as a stripper ten years ago shouldn't be judged on that. I think they should be judged on their merits and what they've done since. Like I know people that have had felonies and sat in jail for fucking years and have come out and have completely reinvented their lives and own that and they say yes that was me and now this is me. I don't think I don't have a problem with this girl and honestly I think it's really bad taste of the New York Post and Fox News to keep pushing back against her and saying you know you're nothing but a stripper 
Like, if if anything, she knows what it's like to fucking work hard and work from the bottom up and, like, <laughs> actually have a, a fucking shitty life and, and, and have something to uh, anchor as a low point that she wants to build a future on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and if... I... I honestly more power to like this is what you want your politicians to be yeah alexander like you want them to be the ones that come up from nothing and like know where the people they represent are coming from granted i don't know if her policies are any good i haven't done any research in the candidate at all i'll be interested to hear what she has to say but it says i don't think that disqualifies her from being a candidate at all it says right here, Hunt has tried her best to lean into the trolling and criticism. A campaign made tongue-in-cheek t-shirts that says, I may have danced for money, but I'm no corporate whore. I kind of like that. Yeah, because, that's pretty good. Yeah, strippers will take your money and they'll acknowledge you for it. Politicians will take your money and they'll try and keep it quiet. Like, at least we know what she does to get paid. Like, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think That's pretty clever. I kind of like that. Yeah, so Hunt... Uh, Oh look, her dad's Alexander name. Hunt. Her dad's name is Mike. It's interesting. <laughs> That's an unfortunate coincidence, there, isn't it? Not going to say that out loud, huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> has anybody Not British. has anybody seen Mike Hunt? Anyway, all right. I think. I think that's fucking super cool, man. I think we go with yeah, super cool I'm, on that. I'm uh, all for super cool. <laughs> more power to the girl. All right. <laughs> We gotta pack up, man. It's been uh, yes, it's do. been a minute, and I gotta go it's get Charlie. I gotta go get Charlie from school. Um, oh, Jesus! When will I see you again? You're out for like two weeks, right? Uh, COVID? And no, shit. actually. So COVID protocols have updated. Um, okay. This is like so. It is five days of isolation from the day you show symptoms. So the first day I had symptoms was Saturday. Okay. So we record these on Monday. Out. I should be. It's Tuesday back. today, mate. Because you were sick yesterday. Oh shit. Tuesday. It's Tuesday today. Mm-hmm. Um, I should be back either late. To, if I don't have a fever all night tonight and um, early tomorrow, I'll be back tomorrow. All right. So you can get a hold of Kyle at the show. Send him a message on Instagram at Small Business Surgeon and wish him all the best and a get well soon message for him. And uh, if you want to send flowers to the office, I will highly encourage it. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it from us today. Kyle, I'm allergic to pollen, please. No. Dude, Kyle, thank you for getting off your sick bed and coming and doing the show with me. I'm sure the uh, the listeners thank you too, pal. And uh, get well soon. And uh, guys, go show Kyle some love. Send him some messages of support. You can find us at Small Business Surgeon <laughs> on Instagram. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Y'all be good. And uh, I will see you guys Friday for this week's Friday Fire. Say bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. been the small business surgeon podcast if you've made it this far you clearly like it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word share with friends and follow us at small business surgeon on facebook and instagram thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week the small business surgeon was recorded at texas media foundry in historic downtown Bryan, texas Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.